But as time went along, I I just felt inside it was wrong. I mean, when my kids, my first graders were saying to me, am I always going to be in the low group, you know? And I knew, I was like, okay, this is not a good feeling. This is just not a good culture to have where kids feel like they're trapped in that. There's a hidden problem at the root of America's reading crisis. We've overlooked the importance of building children's knowledge of the world. That kind of knowledge is a crucial factor in reading comprehension, and it's one that our education system has largely ignored. This is a problem that affects all students, but it has its most devastating impact on children from historically disadvantaged groups. It was daunting how Texas was uh, at the bottom for African-American and Hispanic students. And I was one of the only um, African-Americans in that room. Literacy is top of mind for me. So I just literally raise my hand and I say, um, um, Commissioner, um, so do we <laughs> think that black, brown, and students of poverty are just inherently inferior? And then, of course, he said no. And I said, well, if not, then when are we going to stop talking about it and do something about it? In the inaugural season of the Knowledge Matters podcast, we'll be exploring that problem and the solution. Our six-part series is called Reading Comprehension Revisited. I'm Natalie Wexler, author of the book The Knowledge Gap, and I'll be your host. We'll talk about how and why the education system has gone so wrong when it comes to reading comprehension, approaching it as though it were a set of abstract skills, like making inferences, that kids need to practice repeatedly on texts at their individual reading levels. This approach is now deeply rooted, despite the evidence showing that knowledge of the world is far more important to comprehension than general skills. And we'll hear from teachers and administrators who made the switch to a new kind of literacy curriculum, one that focuses on building kids' knowledge and vocabulary instead of putting comprehension skills in the foreground. They'll tell us what they saw happen after the switch. It blew me away. I mean, within like three pages, my kids could get that. And there's no way, <laughs> there's no way that prior to doing that knowledge building, those inferences could have happened and to hear them say, oh, Dr. Goffney, we're reading the novel. We got a novel. And they were so happy about it. I, I mean, that's, I just know based on my own homework, based on the work that we've done, that this is the right direction for the country. And I know that we've gotten it wrong so much that we uh, really got to get it right. Because it is a matter of equity. It's a matter of democracy. And when we're able to give students those skills and, and that knowledge at an early age, then think what a better society we'll have. During this six-part series, we'll delve deeper into these stories and the complex issues they raise. Reading Comprehension Revisited will challenge assumptions, provoke thought, and most importantly, propose solutions that could not only restore the vital missing ingredient in our approach to reading comprehension, knowledge of the world, but also transform the trajectories of countless students' lives. This is a conversation you don't want to miss, and we want you to be a part of it. To make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the Knowledge Matters podcast on all major podcast platforms. The first episode is coming soon, and we promise it will be worth the wait. Reading Comprehension Revisited is produced by the Knowledge Matters Campaign. We encourage you to learn more about their work at knowledgematterscampaign.org. 
Engage with the campaign and join this critical conversation on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Simply search the Knowledge Matters hashtag. Thanks for listening. We're looking forward to exploring this important topic with you.